Verstappen takes the lead in the driver's title. Turn four windier than nursing home and beans night. Aston Martin copy Red Bull's homework and get an F. Welcome to the Late Night Race Review. It's Monday, the 23rd of May. Thanks for joining us here on the Late Night Race Review. I'm Dave Jericho. I'm with me as always, banned from his local church for asking the congregation. Hey, baby, you like my Speedos? It's Mr. <laughs> Owen Scott. If you like your Formula One news and reviews a day late and with the variety only matched by Scotty Speedo drawer, then you've come to the right place. Coming up on this week's episode, we take a look back at the Spanish Grand Prix, how the upgrades performed and what it means for the races still to come. Also, we look forward to the Monaco Grand Prix and most importantly, our predictions. As always, your support for the cast is much appreciated. So get hitting those like and follow buttons on social media and get sharing with your friends. Now it's time to hand it over to Scotty and get on with the show. Even Dave, how are you keeping? Not too bad, Scotty. Not too bad. Good, good, good. Um, I I really enjoyed this weekend. I think so far, uh, the Spanish Grand Prix, um, in terms of what it actually what it actually had within it, um, has been my favourite so far. I'm really happy with it. Um, but let's let's dive straight in, and we'll we'll, we'll have a talk about um a Spaniard to start off as well, Carlos Sainz, and we, we've had a kind of a back and forth in the in the last few weeks about Carlos. And, and where he stands with Ferrari. And he gave us another little seed of doubt. He planted one there on, uh, I think it was lap seven, uh, with an early spin out. Um, but he managed to battle his way back to a, a decent P4 finish. It, it, is this now becoming a trend with Carlos, do you think, the the, the spinning out and, and um, dodgy uh, dodgy decisions? Or do you think his, his bad luck is, is turning around now? It, I, I think it is definitely a lot of bad luck. I mean, his spin out on turn four was, um, I mean, Max Verstappen had that spin out as well uh, on the exact same corner, um, which looks largely due to, I think it's, it was a tailwind, gusting tailwind or something like that coming into that corner. Um, I mean, where, whether they just both got unfortunate with the timing of those gusts of wind as they approached that corner, I don't know. But um, yeah, a little unlucky. Um, but that being said, I think a fairly solid recovery drive though. Um, and I mean, to finish up there in P4, um, I'll be honest, I didn't think that was going to happen. I mean, yeah. we're going to talk about predictions later on in the, in, in, in the show, but, uh, you know what I was thinking of Carlos Sainz for this week. Um, and I thought every, my dreams were coming true. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, I felt bad for him, but a great recovery drive. He got unlucky with the um, where he went off as well and the fact that it was gravel trap. They reckon he damaged a good portion of the floor on right. the gravel. Um, now, they reckon that he was losing a second per lap due to that damage. But I, I'll be honest, I don't think like a second per lap would have put him in, in uh, sort of astronomical numbers, I think. So, um, yeah. But look, I think he would have been more competitive and a great recovery. So, uh, but I think he's possibly we're still there looking at him as a as a as a poor number two at the moment. Unfortunately, to say, sad to say. Yeah, yeah. And even though he is kind of more looking like the the number two driver at Ferrari, that recovery um, on on Sunday does kind of give you the hope that there that that, uh, that champion driver is in there. 
um, it's such a such a strong drive, um, and I, you know, I, I'm I'm hopeful for for what is to come for Carlos. But again, the clock is is always ticking away there in the corner in Formula One, isn't it? Yeah, he's it, it, the potentials. Look, we everybody knows it's there, and like mm. I said, whether this is bad luck, combination of bad luck, the car not he's, he's not enjoying the cars, um, but I mean, we saw even last season, like Charles and and uh, Carlos were were more on par with each other. Um, and you would have been doing well to split the two as to who would have been the number one and number two. Um, whereas this season now, like I said, due to bad luck and, and what have you, um, it's getting a bit more clear. So when I say poor number two, I mean also like it's um, just the results wise, um, like there, there is a driver in there that can, can uh, get results. Just unfortunately, they're not happening for him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but we, we've, ha- we've had six races now. And this, um, unfortunately, this this bad luck streak seems to be um, following following him around the place, and hopefully, hopefully, it doesn't follow him to to Monaco next week. Um, we'll have that, a little chat. That's Charles Leclerc's. That's yeah, Charles Leclerc's yeah. bad luck. Well, he, he Charles. Speaking of Charles, um, he, he's he had a spin off in uh, was it he was in Monaco was it last week? Oh yeah, in Nicky Lauda's car. Yeah, yeah. So he's had his uh, he's had his bad luck spin, and he's had bad luck now at uh, at Spain as well. So I think he's um, I think he's used it all up now. I don't know. I I still think that I, look. I I don't let let's not uh, deviate too far here, but uh, I think mm. maybe he he's still over eager, and I think as it's his home race, he gets over eager sends it down a corner it through a chicane that's just a little bit too aggressive and then before you know it you're in a wall or you've taken your wing front wing off or something like that so i just think that there's that mistake in him still yeah 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 like we only saw from qualifying there over the weekend um sort of you know that chicane um coming coming up to the final turn and he lost lost the rear end uh on um sorry on q3 yeah, and it's just that type of thing. He just pushes it a little too hard on on certain certain um, areas of the track, um, and then, like I said, these cars are unforgiving. So you know that slightest mistake, and you've lost it. You've lost it. He got lucky though; he was able to recover and uh, put in one hell of a stellar lap to to, yeah. to to gather up a pole position, though. I'm I'm sensing um, I'm sensing some foreshadowing going on for the predictions later on, but <laughs> I'm learning to read you a little bit better. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. Speaking of Charles, his um, the, the the qualifying lap um, was just phenomenal, and he for the, a large part of when it, when the Ferrari was working, he very much looked nailed on to win that race pretty easily. Yeah, I think so. It really did, didn't it? I mean, I, I didn't see... The only thing I was waiting on was tires to start peeling off the car. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just something I don't think... Uh, although we, we saw with Signs, I think Signs managed to to uh, keep his tires... I mean, he, like I said, he, he, he brought it back to, to, to P4. And plus, it was a... I think everybody did at least three stop, didn't they? I don't think there was anybody that, that did... Uh, I think they all did three stops, did they? I'd have to check that now. I, I could be talking out of my backside, but I think I think they did. Um, check, come back. So I mean, maybe maybe that's not a good comparison because they you know they were fairly uh, regular rotation of the tires. But uh, yeah, unfortunately, we didn't get to see. Uh, he had a great start to the race, and then uh, the turbo and the MGUH gave out on him, um, which was funny. Like I saw the when I was watching the onboard in the replay, and you could you know you could hear the the car in the replay from the onboard. 
and you could hear the turbo spooling down and yeah. that that kind of whirring uh, as, as it was winding down and I was, I was listening to it going geez that's that's unusual like and martin brundle's talking about oh he's able to change gears and stuff like that and you're kind of like that has got to be the turbo i'm like it was, it was as clear as day that was something with the turbo but yeah. um but again i don't I, I, we still don't know exactly what the issue was with the turbo and the mguh but they reckon that it's toast anyway and those parts are being replaced Right. Um, and uh, Ferrari upgrades for, for Spain, nothing around that area. It was all to do with aero package. Uh, in terms of um, what happened to Leclerc or... Um, yeah, so what what did Ferrari bring to, to Spain in terms of upgrade? It was yeah, it was all weight saving. It was the floor upgrade. Um, I mean, I don't think they, they didn't unveil their new side pods this weekend. They, they I think we got the new paint, which I don't think anyone even noticed. Um, yeah, I think that as well, um, uh, who was it? Someone from Ferrari said it wasn't actually a, um, a defect in the parts. So it wasn't like a manufacturing issue, which would then indicate that if there was any sort of, um, like, I mean, they're not going to try, I, I can't imagine they're doing any weight saving on the turbo and MGUH, but even if they yeah. were, it says what they're what they're saying says to me that it wasn't that anyway it wasn't a manufacturing default at that stage so um possibly overheating uh i don't know i don't know we'll, we'll wait and see i'm sure we'll know in a couple of days time what uh, what actually happened the failure in the ferrari uh, allowing max verstappen to um claw that that time back and and take what was it it was perez actually wasn't it that actually took the lead yeah um i yeah who do you want to tackle first Perez or, or Verstappen um, both I'm, I, I, they, they both have a, a, an interesting story as to what happened this weekend there is and their story intertwined at one stage which it, we'll it talk did, about yeah, as well yeah. um, let's, let's talk about Verstappen and his angry racing and, and uh, DRS failures yeah um, that was funny I, <clears throat> I thought he was <laughs> he was um, being told by the, the, the pit wall to, to stop hitting the the DRS button as much because they're <laughs> yeah. saying that you're closing it yourself. Like. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it turns but, out he wasn't. Right. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. That wasn't confirmed. That was actually no. him closing it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's, there's speculate. Uh, okay. Well, let's hang on. Before we talk about the, the DRS part, look, he, he, he had a fairly stable race. I mean, he had the spin out, um, same as signs on uh, turn four with the gust of wind didn't uh obviously impact him as badly as it did signs i mean obviously signs dropped back to i think he i want to say 14th or 15th or something like that at one stage after that spin um on on turn four um max didn't suffer quite as bad as that um but unfortunately did end up behind george russell which um frustrated him to no end um but phenomenal drive from george russell as well um but Accompanied by being behind a, a slightly improved Mercedes or a, 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 a very improved Mercedes, should I say, yeah, um, you also had then his issues compounded by the fact that, yeah, the DRS wasn't working either um, or intermittently working. Mm. Angry Max uh, is uh, or racing angry is what, what uh, Sky Sports said, and he he does some phenomenal racing when he's got that aggression and that anger uh in him doesn't he yeah sure he was he was he was going for moves on areas of the track that you don't usually see um yeah it was great the i've heard as well some some issues about uh, or some um sort of information as to why the drs wasn't working and they're they were talking about the 
pivot pins. I, I don't want to go too much into this because it's not actually that exciting, but it's a bit weird what happened. So <clears throat> on the Saturday, um, they had to replace the pivot pins. So, so the DRS didn't work on the Saturday either uh, for qualifying. Uh, it was intermittent, um, which then, which is what caused uh, Max obviously not to have the opportunity to challenge Leclerc for that pole position. Although I don't think he would have got there anyway. Yeah. But um, so after the race, then the pivot pins, uh, amongst a few other little bits and pieces, were changed on the car. And the pivot pins are um, basically what the the DRS flap in the rear wing. Um, as it says itself, pivots on. So when the actuator um, is engaged, the, the flap opens and, it, and, and the pivot pins are what holds it in place on the, towards the end boards. Yeah. But so, so they had to be replaced and they reckoned that the, because they were doing some weight saving um, that they've obviously done, they, they've possibly tried to save weight on things like simple things like pins and, and, and stuff like that. Um, and as a result, it's caused some sort of binding on the flap which is causing it to, to not work correctly. Now, and that's by a few people um, that have, uh, would have a fairly good technical knowledge um, of, uh, of Formula One. But I want to throw my own spanner in the works here on that one. Excellent. Because the, so that's all well and good. If the pin, pivot, pin, pivot pins are binding. Jesus, that's a tongue twister. Um, <laughs> the, but what was happening was, um, if I recall, the DRS flap wasn't working uh, mostly on the pit straight, so in the first DRS zone. The second DRS zone, the, the DRS seemed to work, I think, nearly all the time. Mm -hmm. So the first DRS zone, as far as I know, was a headwind, and the second DRS zone was a tailwind. Right. All right. Um, so... I mean, you might say, well, okay, the tailwind was assisting. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But the point is, um, you also had on the straight where the um, flap was engaging, opening correctly at the detection point, um, but then instantly closing again, like, fra like literally fractions of a second, like opened and closed. Yeah. Uh, my understanding, like if that was the pivot, like that's mechanical. There's no, there was no electronics there glitching or anything like that. So the pivot pins, if they were binding, it wouldn't up and then suddenly flap down. It would, it would make sense that it was binding if they, if it just wasn't opening. Yeah. But the fact that it was opening and closing instantly, um, yeah, I, I throw doubt over the pivot pins being the issue. My thought was that there was a problem with the actuator. Now, I'll be honest, I had to actually look at, I, I don't know the full details of how the actuator works. I know it's hydraulic based, yeah. and, but I don't know how much that's connected in with the rest of the hydraulic system on the car. So my thought was that there was actually a weakening in possibly the hydraulics for the actuator. And as a result that, so that's why on the DRS zone two, the, the, the flap was engaging because there was less pressure on the on the actuator to actually lift up the DRS flap, if that makes yeah. sense. Whereas yeah, when yeah. you were going into the headwind, the actuator needed more, um, uh, there, was, there was more strength required from the actuator to, to actually lift the flap and engage the flap. So I just, that, that was my own, that's what I thought was going on. That, and that's why it was kind of, when it was a headwind, um, it, was it wasn't able to open or... Uh, and then when it was opening and flapping up and down, maybe there was, again, the wind issue, gusts of wind and stuff like that. I don't know. It's, it's all a bit of a mystery. So there's a, there's a, I think everybody has a few uh, 
theories as to what was going on in, on that. Yeah, that's well, it sounds like a, a solid enough theory in fairness. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it didn't, um, well, obviously he was behind um, Russell for a little bit longer than he actually wanted to be. Hmm. But in the end, it didn't really end up hinder him, hindering him. And that, that angry racing uh, took over and a, a beautiful move um, around Russell. Um, I can't remember what what turn it was, but it was it was definitely one that was not expected to be uh, for for him to take Russell on. To be honest, no, there was it was great, and and when they when he tried to take Russell into turn one, and then Russell was battling back, yeah, through turns two and three, I was like, this is great, and and it was great to see that it was a Mercedes as well. That yeah, okay, we knew they didn't have like he wasn't going to be able to hold them off forever, but it was still nice to see, um, and and I suppose. He, there was, there was, um, I suppose it looked a little bit better for George Russell than it, than it actually was because of the the lack of DRS from um, Verstappen. He wasn't able to catch Russell uh, as quick or or get that extra horsepower down or the extra sorry uh, kilometers an hour down that uh, pit straight hmm. um, to do the overtake easier. Because if he had DRS, I mean, he would have probably he would have overtaken him like probably on the second or third lap that he was behind him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think it was going to be any issue, um, but look, he did a he did a solid drive with the DRS issue. He he, yeah, he lost his head for a while, regained composure, and uh, look, he took the win. And I, I don't think he deserved the win, but he took the win anyway. And uh, yeah, when you look at at Max and Checo, the teammates that that they are on the grid, that partnership that they have, um. They complement each other so well in in their driving style and how how Checo um, takes the team orders. We're going to get into it. Um, do Do you think there's any other team on the grid that has as perfect a dynamic as Red Bull has at the moment? I think the last uh, lineup like that was Hamilton and Bottas. Yeah, I mean that was Absolutely. clearly Bottas was a team player. Um, had his moments where he felt he deserved a win and would challenge for it, um, but largely was a team player. Yeah. Don't think at the moment there's any any uh, driver pairing on the grid that is like that. Uh, oh, sorry, other than Max and Checo. Um, but I think that one, especially this season for uh, for Checo anyway, I think it's a little bit unjust. I think. Hmm. Yeah, so he was he was asked to basically move over and let Max through. Mm. Um, now this the strategy that they were both uh, the strategies that they were both on um, would have um, had Max eventually overtaking Checo anyway. I think wouldn't it? Um, yeah, possibly, but I think that's sort of irrelevant in the sense that I mean if we look at the driver's standings after this race, now, so just take it as it st- sits at the moment, yeah. I think there's 25 points between Max and Checo. So you're talking one race win. Mm-hmm. Like, so if, if theoretically uh, Max doesn't get to DNF in Monaco, Perez wins the race. The two of them now are neck and neck on points. Right. So I think this race, I think it was way too early to make that call that you're sort of saying you're here to support Max and that's it. Because yeah. um, 
he he uh, yeah i think he should have been allowed challenge wrestle for that win i think with the drs he had as well i think would have made um made it interesting um i think it's just it, yeah i thought it was very unfair i thought also from perez's point of view he must be thinking like what why am i here like i mean yeah, okay maybe it what's the point like Maybe in his contract talks with uh, Red Bull, they said they were clear and said, look, we need a number two and we need someone who's going to support this team. And that's it. We don't want someone here to um, upset the balance. Yeah. Um, But I think he's a better driver than that. Uh, He's got a better car under him than that. Um, And I think at this stage of the season, I don't think there's any reason why he shouldn't have been allowed to go for that victory, especially, like I said, with only 25 points between them now at the moment, one DNF from Max and a win from Checo, or even just a, a second place or something, a podium, he's going to be right up there almost neck and neck um, with Max on points. And then what do you do? And say, yeah. say with the reliability issues that uh, Red Bull are having, um, what happens if Max gets another DNF later on in the season? And we'll just say, hypoth- you know, just theoretic- or hypothetically speaking, uh, Perez overtakes Max in the next sort of four races, five races, we'll say in the driver standings, mm-hmm. are you still just going to tell Perez to, you know, pull over and let Max pass, Max pass? Like mm-hmm. at what point do you kind of go, okay, either of these guys could win, win, win uh, either a race or the title for us. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't, I didn't agree with it now. I have to say I was, I was a bit kind of, um, yeah, I was a bit, a bit annoyed now when I saw that, I have to say. Bit of a bad taste. Do you think? Do you think um, it actually shows Red Bull's hand a little bit that they're kind of they're looking around them and going, okay, Ferrari are super strong, uh, and now Mercedes are looking a little bit better this weekend. Do you think it was more of more fear that they wanted to put Verstappen out there? Like Verstappen is clearly ahead at the moment in terms of they needed um, Verstappen to get ahead of Leclerc on the standings, and they want to want to push him ahead there. They're they're a bit fearful about what Ferrari can do. Yeah, I mean, there was probably a little bit of um, playing the odds. I mean, yeah. based off last season, I mean, look, it's the only data they have to go on at the moment. So they, they're playing the odds and sort of saying, well, look, there's more likelihood that Max is going to win more races than Perez. Yeah. So um, let, let's give him the the, the preferential treatment. But um, yeah, I, I I don't know. I I don't uh, I don't like it now. I have to say, I, I at this stage I don't like it. I don't think it was it was the right call. But all it does show is well, what we already knew. In fairness, Red Bull are ruthless with drive. Yeah. They're ruthless with number two drivers. I mean, yes. When you think of number one drivers, they had. I mean, they had Sebastian Vettel and stuff like that. Um, and like you know, he he was going. Well, obviously, he left on his own accord, but he was going nowhere. Um, Max Verstappen, I mean, they're never going to, you know, I think he could have a, a completely shit season and they're still not getting rid of him. No, but I mean, I hope. look how many drivers they went through um, in the last couple of years. I mean, they, they just churned through them. I mean, some drivers only got a couple of races and they were given the, the axe and they were pulling guys up out of the academy or from mm. the, the B team or something like that, you know? Um, yeah. yeah. Yep, look, it is what it is. Max got the win. Perez got second. Uh, still a great result for Perez. And it keeps him, he's not, like I said, he's only 25 points away from Max. So um, if he keeps putting in those performances, um, I hope, uh, like, I love Max and, and love to see him win. But I, based off that, I do hope that Perez um, starts uh, 
given uh, Red Bull some questions to answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I hope so too. Um, and speaking of uh, of number two drivers, uh, Lewis Hamilton in the uh, Mercedes. <laughs> Um, i had to get that in there (laughs) um the first lap of the race first um first corner was it corner number one no it was was turn three wasn't it turn three yeah um he uh, kevin magnuson was what taking him on the outside and it looked a little bit suspicious that move um okay i i still haven't seen the onboard of that um now i've heard through the grapevine of the WhatsApp group <laughs> that there was um, onboard footage and it did, that it showed uh, Lewis maybe being a little bit uh, over aggressive um, in terms of track position. I didn't see that. For me, it looked like a racing incident that possibly K-Mag should have been a little bit more aware of what would have happened. I mean, yeah. he was on the outside of the track every driver is going to squeeze you like you know they're going to squeeze you for the for the exit of that corner um so um he should have been aware of that i don't think i mean we did see cars overtaken around that around turn three throughout the race um but i don't think k-mag had that i i i i I wouldn't be sitting here now kind of going oh yeah he had that nailed on he was he was he was going to take that corner i think uh yeah, I I think it was a racing incident, and I don't think there was much more to, to be said about it, really. Yeah. Okay. We'll leave we'll leave that one alone then. Um, but he managed to to get himself back to the pits. He had a slow puncture. He um, at one stage he it looked like he was saying that he was he wanted to retire the car, or the best option would be to retire the car. Let's let's save this engine. And um, Mercedes turned around and said, "No, we we can. We're pretty sure you we you can get points today. P eight finish is what we're what we're looking at." Um, and they managed to get him back out in the track again, and he got a P five in the end, which was phenomenal. Yeah, it was a great drive. Unbelievable. I, I would have. Um, I don't know who your who you were voting for, or who you would vote for, um, for driver of the day. I'd have given it to either Russell. Mm. or um or lewis hamilton the driver of the day i think um the yeah that so so to talk about lewis hamilton about asking to retire the car asking the team to save the engine um if he if he was driving a a williams yeah well a williams are back there anyways it makes no difference sorry that's, that's that's a bit of a stupid fucking point but if, if he was driving a car that wasn't going to be challenging for the points anyway, um, fair enough. And and you you know that you were you were in a points winning position that you didn't expect to be in, and then you ended up at the back of the grid. I can understand being disheartened there and just kind of go, "Oh look, save the engine, let's get it out of here, and we'll do it another day." I get it. But for Lewis Hamilton, we've often seen him at the back of the grid, um, whether it's from um, you know, punctures or accidents or spins or, or whatever. And he ends up down the back of the grid and he works his way through the pack. Like mm-hmm. we've seen that over the time he's been with Mercedes. We've seen that. I, I wouldn't even be able to count. It's, it's happened. Like it's happened loads, like, or maybe not right from the back, but certainly outside of the points. Yeah. Um, so it sort of shows his mentality to, and his thought process towards this car. Even though he was saying that he's uh, he's much happier with it at the moment, it does show still 
that he's uh, he's he doesn't have the comfort level there with it. Yeah, but yeah, because that's not the Lewis Hamilton that I think everybody has been watching over the last few years. Um, like he he would have seen that as a challenge, and we would have watched him carve his way through the the pack, which is what happened in the end anyway. Yeah. Um. So yeah, bit a bit worrying, but I think uh, I think the fact though that he stuck with it, got the P five, that'll do the confidence absolutely the world of good. And I think uh, I think that'll probably be the last time he does that. I think he'll realize now how we have like I I thought we had a dog of a car that mm. wasn't going to even get me into the points, but we do. Like uh, you know, even so even if he ends up at the back of the grid uh, um, in in a future race, I think he'll know that he has the car to to do it now. Yeah, it's so promising for Mark. I mean, when you look at how Russell performed, and then how Hamilton managed to claw his way back, if that if that spin out hadn't happened um, on the first was it it was the first lap, wasn't it? Yeah, first um, lap. If it hadn't happened on the first lap, we could have seen possibly Hamilton on the podium as well. Yeah, I, I think I saw an interview with Hamilton saying that he would have been fighting for the win. Mm. Now, um, I think that might have been a little bit. Uh, over ambitious, mm. especially if Leclerc had stayed on the like if we're yes. talking hypotheticals here, yeah, like, yeah. you know, we have to go full hypothetical, yeah, full absolutely. hypothetical. Like if Leclerc was still on the track, Verstappen's DRS wasn't uh knackered, uh, yeah, <laughs> he may he may have still well, I yeah, he, I don't even think he would have got on the podium. I think Perez, it would have been Leclerc, Verstappen, and Perez. Mm. Um, so uh, but still. A great performance from Mercedes. Uh, a, like a absolute gigantic step forward um, in their um, progression with this car. Mm. Um, I think uh, we'll see some more, up, you know, sort of a next batch of major upgrades come in Canada. I think um, obviously there'll be little ones out throughout the season, but I think then there'll be another major one in Canada for everybody. And uh, yeah, so we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. So we're, we're two two races away then from another Merck, possible Merck upgrade. Mm. Um, the, the the improvements that we've seen in Merck, did you expect it to be this uh, this drastic? Um, no. Uh, yes and no, I suppose. Uh, yes, because we saw in free practice two in Miami that they had no, por- well, not no, but they had very little porpoising. Um, and then everybody was wondering what happened between FP2 on, on the Friday and FP3 and qualifying on the Saturday in Miami where the porpoising came back and it was horrific yeah. uh, and the performance just dropped completely. So I think we said it before already that we thought they were trying to find a middle ground between the two. Um, so I think they got a lot of information from that race and then they brought some more tweaks based off that. So what they brought wasn't like, I think they were, it was, it was a major upgrade in terms of what it provided for them, but in terms of the actual, um, I suppose from the visual side of it, it wasn't a major upgrade, but, uh, it certainly was a step on a stepping stone or sorry, Miami was definitely a stepping stone to what we saw this weekend. Yeah. Um, so now how that means they're going to perform in the next couple of races, Monaco, possibly not, not too much of a, um, I don't think that that will be a circuit that will affect their car too much. So we might see a good performance in, uh, in Monaco from them. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. (laughs) It's, um, 
All right, okay, just looking at my predictions there. Um, it's all about track position in Monaco, isn't it, really? I mean, we'll, we'll get into, obviously, we're going to, we'll, we'll talk. Yeah, about we'll it. talk about Monaco at the end, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, look, I'm, I'm hopeful for Mercedes. It looks a hell of a lot better. Um, and, and speaking of Mercedes, um, Valtteri Bottas got his arse out last week. Um, yeah. And he got his, he got his elbows out uh, th- this weekend as well. Fantastic weekend. For the fin he was unbelievable do you think he's do you think he's overachieving in this car when you i know joe is a is a is a is a rookie but do you think he's over overachieving uh in the alfa romeo um maybe a little bit i mean maybe he's punching a little bit above their weight um but you know i well that's hard to say though isn't it i mean i'm saying that and then of course you could contradict yourself there by saying well i mean obviously the car can achieve that um you know you just needed the driver to unlock it um but i think you've got a driver there that's got a point to prove he's he knows that their main rivals at the moment are mercedes um like i mean he's 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 constantly in around the battle with hamilton uh from qualifying to to race pace um felt sorry for him this weekend though i thought he deserved better um i think they got it wrong on the final stint um I think, like, you know, when everybody else was on fresher tires, he's running around there on, like, you know, what may as well have been shopping trolley wheels. Like, you know, there was nothing left on them. So yeah. um, so I felt a bit sorry. I think he did deserve a bit more than what he got. Um, but, um, look, I, I think still, even what he's achieving this season in, for Alpha is is great. And, um, and I'd say he's delighted as well because it could easily have gone the opposite way when he left Mercedes. Um but I think it's 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 all uh, it's all positive for him, isn't it? I mean, he's left Mercedes thinking I'm leaving a team that dom- is dominating, and now he's looking back at that team thinking, "Wow, that's rough times." Yeah. Um, yeah. Whereas you know, Alpha have at least been fairly consistent for him. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, they've got 39 points uh, this season already, and it's largely to do with how he's performing. Yeah. They'll yeah. be del- delighted with that move as well. Absolutely yeah. brilliant for them. Um. Yeah, so so mapping up the rest, uh, Dave. We'll have a look at um, some of the, the the rest of the grid. Has um, be ditterly. Let's take that again. <laughs> uh, let's have a look at the the rest of the grid then, Dave. Um, Has will be uh, bitterly disappointed. Mick Schumacher looking good for for some points at one stage, but the pace just completely seemed to drop off from at one stage, didn't it? Yeah, I got. I was d- disappointed with how that ended for him. He. Hmm. I thought when I when I was looking at it, he was on. I think he was on. He he, he must have stopped. Well, no, he must have. He stopped around the same time as the cars in front. I think he was, he was twelfth at that point, and then the the sort of the four or five cars in front of him were all on soft tires, and he was on the medium compound, and but they were all on sort of anywhere between seven, eight, and nine lap old tires. Yeah. So I was thinking. Do you know if if he can stay with them to some degree on the time on t- for time, um, then when they come in because those tires were going to go off by the end of the race, um, the, sorry the soft tires were going to go off by the end of the race. I thought he might be able to stick it out till the end of the race on his medium compounds, and when they come in for um, their their final pit stops, uh, I I kind of had a feeling I thought he may have been able to get eighth, seventh, eighth place. Uh, probably eighth was was maybe more achievable, 
but he just couldn't keep up with the guys on the soft compound. The, the, the traffic that they had wasn't really impacting them at all. So they were still putting in fast lap times. And he just started, got, you know, he was at like, and he was like three seconds adrift at one stage. And then he just started dropping back and back and back. And I think by the time the pit stops came, I know he could have been maybe close to 12 seconds, I think, adrift of the car in front. Um, so when, by the time they made their pit stops and came back out on brand new soft compounds, like he was only like four or five seconds up the road, which he was, so he was a sitting duck. Um, yeah. So that's uh, whether that was, it was a combination of bad strategy, maybe bad tire strategy. Um, and also maybe his driving. Uh, I think maybe he should have done better with that. I, I think I'll, I'll lay some of the blame on him for that one. Yeah. 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 And again, you know, ticking clock is uh, is in the corner there yeah. ticking away. And um, K Mag as well. Sorry, before we move on from Haas, he yeah. had a like after his spin, they put him on hard compound tire, which clearly were not the right compound to be on. No. Um, like he finished, I think just I think the only one I think was what was Albon the finish behind or was it Latifi? Yeah. No Albon. Albon. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you're like in that Haas. Yeah. I mean, like Hamilton made it up to P5. Now, I'm not expecting the Haas to have been up there in P5 either, but he should have been in the points. He should yeah. have, like, th there's no reason why he shouldn't have been. So I think maybe the hard compound tire didn't gamble, didn't pay off. And then rather than realize this was the wrong tire to be on and, and make another pit stop, um, they just doubled down and whether they were hoping for a safety car or they thought, you know what, let's try and go as long as possible on this tire. Um, and try and do uh, sort of um, one less stop. It, it, it yeah, it, it just didn't work at all. He's, yeah, it was terrible. Really disappointed with that at all. Yeah, bad weekend for Haas. Um, mm. And another another so-so weekend for um, the AlphaTauri boys. Nothing nothing really setting the world on fire there at AlphaTauri, is there? Absolutely. There's nothing. There's it's gone flat. They're, they're nearly anonymous in the race at times um, lately. Um, yeah, other than uh, occasionally holding up Lewis Hamilton in, in certain races, they're, they're, they've just been anonymous. Um, yeah. I, I mean, they're not doing bad. I mean, they're still getting points finishes here and there. Um, I mean, this weekend well, obviously wasn't great for them, but uh, yeah. Yeah, that it. There's not like, much to say about them. Other than turning Lando Norris literally into a basketball, I don't think I've heard anyone talk about Pierre Gasly this season. But and when you look back at last season, yeah, it's unbelievable the difference. It's like two yeah. different drivers. It's crazy, isn't it? Unbelievable. It's, I, I, yeah, you often wonder what what's happening in the team. Like, is it just the is it the car, the mentality? Is it the you know what what what's happening? But um, yeah, look, hopefully we'll see something from them over the next couple of races because they, they, they are, they have great potential, that team. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but overall, Dave, quite an exciting race um, with some, some great back and forth and Mercedes showing some strength um, and Red Bull getting their, their tactics just right. Let's uh, not forget about Aston Martin. Oh, Lord. Okay, let's talk about Aston Martin. <clears throat> but Give we can't move on without having it. Like, I'll try and make this a quick five minute <laughs> uh, rant about Aston Martin. I was going to let them off the hook, but okay. <laughs> no, I like when I first saw it, the the the, the new side pods on the floor. Yeah, 
I wasn't as worked up as everybody else was. Everyone else, oh my god, you know, they copy. They were talking about the you know the pink Mercedes and all this type of stuff. Yeah. Um, and I I, I wasn't as worked up because I was kind of like, you know, what they, they've seen what works on another car and they've they they've done it. Um, then the guys from Aston Martin came out and says, oh no, well this has been in works for months, mm. and you're like okay and then of course christian horner comes out and kind of goes well we've only shown it recently so if they've had it in works for months they've been working on our design before it was actually publicly visible yeah so they haven't reverse engineered it from photos and video footage that they've seen um now the fia have obviously done their investigation and they saying that the um the technical director was it who went from or one of the engineer guys that went from red bull to aston martin they've obviously done their uh investigation into that and saying that um you know there was no foul play there mm-hmm. um also aston martin have kind of come out with photos of that b-spec in the wind tunnel and stuff like that where they are, are supposedly proving that they had been working on it uh some time ago um but oh sorry sometime before the guy from aston martin sorry before the guy from red bull had joined aston martin so what they were trying to prove to the fia was he didn't bring any knowledge with him we were already working on this now that's utter bullshit i mean (laughs) i don't care what investigation you're doing they are identical there is no way you're telling me that the two teams have accidentally landed the identical side pods and the floor, um, bar some of the angles of the um, of the edging, the floors are almost identical as well. Oh, and the wing mirrors as well are identical. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'll be honest: if something doesn't come from this, the FIA have, are not doing a, their job correctly. And if they're not doing their job correctly on this, we look at what we're talking about earlier about budget caps and stuff like that being enforced and how they're supposedly being enforced. Mm. Like if they can't see, if they can't call bullshit on this story, then I find it hard to believe they're going to even be able to police things like the budget cap uh, correctly. So I'd be honest, I think Aston Martin are in trouble on this one. I think they've done something has been done here untoward and uh, they're, they're, they're going to get found out for it. Yeah, it didn't seem to help them much in the race either. Um, Vettel eleven and and Stroll way down in fifteenth, and their qualifying times weren't didn't seem any better than usual either. So, no, actually, it's uh, it, it was funny. I was I was watching Breaking Bad, and uh, sorry, this is uh, it, it is relevant. Obviously, honestly, I'm not just doing a review of Breaking Bad here. Um, I was watching Breaking Bad, and uh, you know Mike in Breaking yeah, Bad. Yeah. And he says, uh, he said, uh, just because you shot Jesse James doesn't make you Jesse James. And I was like, <laughs> that was, I was just like, that, that's applicable to Aston Martin at the moment. <laughs> just because you stole the Red Bull's car doesn't mean you're a Red Bull car. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, no, it's, 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 it's undeniable the, the similarities there. Um, and as you say, yeah, there's, there's going to be repercussions for that. There has to be. I, I mean, there's, it, it you've literally turned, like, there's there, there's no room for there, there, in their design in Aston Martin's design. There's not even you, you know you couldn't even say they have the the basic foundation of the of the side pod that has a similarity. Excuse me, mm. has a similarity to Red Bull. But 
the rest of it is obviously Aston Martin, um, their their own work. Like you know, so it, so so you you couldn't say okay, it has a similar foundation, similar structure, but <clears throat> there's a lot of different kind of dips and curves and whatever that obviously Aston Martin have developed themselves. They're identical. Like, I mean, they are literally. It's like they've taken it off the Red Bull, spray painted it, and stuck it on their car. So. Yeah. And there's and the worst thing is that they, they shouldn't have said anything because the, 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 they've made it worse by coming out saying that we were working on this months before yeah. and yeah. then said that we've been here's proof of it in our wind tunnel before the guy from Red Bull even made it to us. So you're like, so, well, then how did this happen? There is no way you've both accidentally made the identical side pods, wings and floors. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. So someone's bullshitting and someone has to be. Yeah, someone has to be held accountable for that big time yeah i'm sure it's something that we'll come back to in the, in, in the, the very near future oh no doubt um overall dave what are, what are your thoughts on on the spanish grand prix and, and, and where it ranks this year why did we not rank it but what did you think of it overall oh i, I thoroughly enjoyed it i mean considering this was going to be a race where everyone was expecting an absolute dull fest yeah i i, I think it, it was great i really enjoyed it um and uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm not going to rank it. I mean, it's uh, but it's uh, it, it definitely surprised me um, whether I would have. Uh, yeah, I think even without the the incidences with, uh, um, you know, the engine, you know, the reliability issues and stuff like that, I think we still would have possibly been in for an exciting race. Um, so, uh, yeah, great. I, I think, though, uh, axe that chicane and go back to the old cor- corner. Um, yeah, and I think we're on to a winner. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you on that one. Um, okay, I think it's uh, it's about time now to move on. Dave, do you want to get on to our predictions and how they fared out for Barcelona? Well, what before we go to the predictions, what 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 are you making? What what are you expecting from Monaco this weekend? Anyway, are you expecting a good good race, or are we expecting just a, a twenty car train zipping around Monaco for doing an exhibition lap? You could hear by my sigh that I'm uh, That's what expecting. You're expecting. Yeah, traffic, traffic, traffic. Um, now, for those who haven't done their uh, the old Google search for the weather forecast for <laughs> um, for Monaco this weekend, we have a seventy percent uh, chance of rain on the Sunday. Mm. So um, that and a forty percent chance of rain on the Saturday. So that uh, that could spice things up a little bit. It, it, Monaco definitely needs it. It needs something like that. I think sure. it definitely. I think it needs though um, alternating. Do you know what I mean? Like they need a sort of a rain just before the start of the race, then a yeah. drying track where it's yeah. kind of like, okay, is it time for slicks? Is it time for? Slicks? And then you get someone comes in too early for slicks, and they're all over the fucking show trying to, you know, and then safety car. Then now you're in a, you know, you're in an absolute chaotic Monaco race. So it definitely needs a drying track with the chance of further rain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That, that, then we're on to a winner. Yeah, the rain is it definitely uh, adds something to the mix because otherwise it, it really was would be a, a procession, I think, anyway. But yeah. Um, All right, yeah. well then. We'll see. Predictions then. Right. I think I went first last time, did I? Um, yes, I think you did, yeah, yeah. And All even right, if you so. didn't, I'll, I'll, I'll go first then. So we will look at our, our top three. Oh well, hang on a second. We haven't, we haven't, caught, we haven't gone through our predictions from. Uh... That's Sorry, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Bar- I, Barcelona top oh, three. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I was, Barcelona. 
Sorry, everybody. I am way ahead of myself. I'm excited <laughs> about Monaco predictions here. I forgot. Relax. <laughs> Calm the fuck down. Okay, right. so my my top three for um, Barcelona were uh, number one, Max Verstappen. Yeah, which came out, which is good. Yeah. Uh, number two, I said Charles Leclerc, uh, which did not happen. And then mm -hmm. I said Perez, uh, number three. So I, I pick up um, a point there for the, the Max Verstappen win. Thankfully, I got myself Christ. a point. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this um, has gone all kinds of wrong for me this week. It really has. Yeah. All yeah. right. I had uh, Leclerc to win, which would have happened, but it didn't. Mm. Um, I had Verstappen second, would have happened, but didn't. Yeah. Uh, and Perez in third again. Would have yeah, happened, but didn't. But didn't. <laughs> so a big goose egg for me. <laughs> Nothing. So I'm I'm one nil up in uh, for today already, which is good. Yeah. Um. Okay. So my um my flop for uh, Barcelona mm -hmm. was um. No, we we haven't got to the point yet of of saying exactly why this was just a, a flop. Or yeah. Not. Yeah. That the old rules um, still apply here. Yeah. Yeah. We were they're having a bit of a change up uh, this week. So I I had said Lance Stroll to flop. And uh, flippity flop, he did. did. Yeah, yeah, in his brand new Red Bull. I mean, Aston Martin. Yeah. Um, so I get a, a point there as well. Who was your Who was your flop? Uh, Carlos Sainz. <laughs> and he he could have been. I thought he was going to be beached first when he went yeah. off. I was like, he's beached, and yeah. I was gonna. I was ready to come on this podcast, gloating. <laughs> Just exactly what I predicted would happen happened. Um, yeah. but. Wasn't to be. He recovered it and finished fourth. So that's another goose egg for me. Yeah, not good. Um, now we both predicted the exact same surprise for this week. So we both said Lando Norris. Yeah. Uh, let's let's discuss it. He ended up in the in the top ten. He did. Yeah. Actually, and then, go on. Go on. Yeah, no, no. Go on. What were we gonna say? Uh, I was gonna say he actually did well. He was sick all weekend. Apparently, he was very ill all weekend. So the all fact right. that he finished in the top ten was uh, was a credit to him. Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually didn't notice Lando that much um, throughout the race, to be honest. Yeah, he probably um, didn't even notice himself by the sounds of things either. Yeah, poor lad. Um, but we, then we had, went on to predict then uh, the position that he would yeah. finish. And are, you, are, you... are you are you just teasing this out because you know you <laughs> you know what? <laughs> yes, I'm uh, finally I, finally I'm winning. <laughs> I went uh, P five. Uh, yep, and I said P7, and he and finished P8, which means that I get another another point. goose egg for me. Ooh. Excellent. So that means overall this week I have finished with three points, and you have finished with what? Zero. Uh, let me total it up. Yeah, that's right. Zero. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, a washout for you there, Dave. For finally, I know. Finally, I get another win on the board. Oh, thank God! That, but that, I could, I could have been a hero on that one. Yeah, yeah I mean, in fairness, Leclerc and Verstappen without the issues, that top three is happening. And if yeah, fucking Sainz yeah. had just gotten beached on that gravel, I'm a hero. Like, I mean, I'm literally walking in here <laughs> with a cape <laughs> flying out of the back of me. You can't do that two weeks in a row. Now you did it the week before for Miami. You called it so well. Um, yeah, it was just too perfect. But oh, yeah, well, you can't have it two weeks in a row. Um. So let's uh, let's have a little chat about Monaco then. Will we go for it? Yeah, all right. Uh, do we want to do? Uh, will we go one each? So P okay, ones, then P two, uh, then P three. Well, or... no, that opens us up to uh, 
to changing our one, two, three, doesn't it really? Well, not just... really. I mean, no more so than if you read out or I read out one, two, three, and then you just decide, oh, yeah, I like the sound of that. Oh, yeah, I like okay. the same as well. Okay, uh, okay. Let's right, just okay. trust each other that we're not going to fuck each other over. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I have I have mine mine written down here anyway. All right, I'll um, go first, and I'll trust you that you haven't. You're, you're not going to absolutely. I I'm not. We're not going to have the same P one. I know we're not because of the way you were talking earlier on. So who's who's your P one? Oh, I don't know. Maybe you you might have you might have got the wrong. Uh, oh end right, of the okay. deal. Uh, my P one is Max Verstappen. Oh, okay. So yeah, I I didn't get the wrong end of the deal. I I went with P one Charles Leclerc. Do, 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 do. And right. I know you didn't because, by the way, you were talking. Um, <laughs> so I went right. one one Leclerc. Do you want to put them in there? Oh, um, sorry. Uh, okay, so I, I can't type as oh, fast as you. Sweet Jesus! Well, as I'm typing into the wrong part of the. All right, so Max and you are going for El Charlie. Yes. Yeah. All right. So my P two is Perez. Ooh, interesting. Yeah. I went P two Max. All right. Yeah. Yeah. This is where it gets interesting. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! If you now does does your surprise link up with your position here? No. Nope. Your P three? No. Okay. 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 Um, All right. So who's your P three? Go for it. My P3 is Hamilton. Oh, that's not my P3. My, I, I went for Russell. But oh, why did you say Hamilton? All right. So I'm going with Hamilton because, I, A, I don't like he knows this track really well. Monaco, if it's wet, he's good in he's good in the wet on this track. And that car, I don't think is going to be hindered by the issues that they because they, they fix so much of like the porps in the handling and stuff like that going into Barcelona. I think there's going to be less, even less of an issue in Monaco. So I think that car should handle quite well around Monaco for them. So right. I think if, if it rains, um, yeah, I think I, I'll be honest. I, I, I was uh, going to creep him up higher in my top three, but I thought let's not go too crazy here. Oh, so wow. I'm, yeah. I'm going to keep him at P3. A proper punt, yeah. So I, yeah. I went Russell kind of for, for similar reasons. I think that car is vastly improved. I think it's going to improve again. Um, and I think Russell is great in the wet as well. Yeah. Um, I He had a, a great performance in, was it Spa last year? Um, yeah, yeah. Where he, he took a podium, although, you know, there wasn't, there was under 25% of the race was raced, but... Oh, wait, um, you talk about Norris or, sorry? Ru Russell. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, sorry. I'm thinking of the wrong. Uh, no, Norris crashed out on that. Sorry. He did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, no, Russell took uh, took a podium there. Um, that's right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's that's the reason I went for Russell. All right. Here's the flop. Okay. I didn't want to do surprise first, but we'll do the flop because it's just it's it's the order we do things in here. Okay. And now the the new rules apply from this week. Uh, yeah. So, so uh, flops and surprise. If it's this is hard to explain to somebody, but if it's uh, a drive, you have to justify your flop and your surprise. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's that, that, let's just keep it as simple as that. I think as easy as it goes. Yeah, All right, uh, go on, some of them might flop. be self-explanatory, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't need to explain them then if they are self-explanatory. But all right, on. do you want to? Okay, here we go. Are you ready for this one? Yeah, Leclerc. Oh. I, I, that's that's who I thought you were going to go for when you were talking about him earlier on. It's the for the same reason I went with signs as a yeah. flop uh, in Barcelona. Um, I see a 
he's just cursed at this track from like 2017. Every fucking time he, something happens to him. Yeah. So I just think a he's cursed. That will be in his mind. Yeah. Um. Like he'll just he'll know he has bad luck here. Mm. It's his home race, so he'll want to do well. Um. And if we have uh unsettled conditions for the race, I mean, yeah, it could be very difficult race for him. So it's 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 um. Yeah, uh, it, it's a punt, but I have a feeling he could punt it into a wall. <laughs> <laughs> I can see where you're coming from with that. Yeah, I understand what you're saying, and it's yeah, it's very, very possible. Okay, um, who's your flop then? I, I hope went it's something for... good. Don't don't give me some. Don't give me a Latifi now. Or something. No, no, no. I went for his teammate Carlos Sainz. Oh, and yeah, I, I mean... went for a DNF, and I'm going for a crash. Uh, DNF. Okay. Yeah, wet yeah. weather. Carlos Sainz crash. And well, it's coming. Well, that's that's basically what I've gone for as well—a DNF crash. So I'll just put that beside mine then. So, um, was I going for a DNF crash? I suppose I was. I guess I didn't actually consider that he might spin it and recover it. I think I thought he'd knock a wheel off. So I, yeah, I think you're going into a wall at Monaco. I don't think there's any yeah, recovery. yeah, yeah. It's too, All right. too unforgiving. So um, my surprise, um. Uh, it's, a bit, it's a bit safe, maybe, but I mean, it's uh, I'll I'll justify it anyway. Uh, Lando Norris. Oh my fucking god! So I'm going Lando Norris, and I'm going <sighs> P5. Oh. Uh, I think he's again. I'm hoping for rain and a wet Monaco. Um, you can't see it. <laughs> no, I, but I'm, I, I'm guessing from your reaction that your surprise is also Lando Norris. It is. <laughs> I, went P, I went P4, though. Wow, P4. Do you know, actually, I had originally put him in P4, but I was like, hang on, I've got Hamilton P3. Surely Russell's going to finish P4. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I was... Uh... All right, P4. <sighs> wow. Like, so... I'm going, yeah, P4. R- again, rain. Um yeah, I, th- I think he's fantastic in the rain. And, um, you know, he likes Monaco. He's got a win here. He won here. La- or no, he didn't, no, he didn't have a win. Sorry. He came P3, I think, last year. Mm. Um, All right. Well, so we've got then, I've got Max to win, Perez second, Hamilton third. Mm-hmm. You've got Charles to win, Max second, and Russell third. So that's yeah. an interesting uh, an interesting mm. uh, podiums there. Very different podiums as well, apart from Max, obviously. Yeah, um, yeah. Then Flop. Look, I've got Leclerc DNF crash, and ironically, <laughs> then you've got another Ferrari inside DNF oh, crash. Old Ferrari. Um, yeah, we're not really for, for guys who are competing for the world title here. We're not really <laughs> giving them much credit. Um, oh. And then our surprise: both Lando Norris P five for me and P four for you. Beautiful, beautiful. Summed it oh. up. Put a bow on it, Dave. That's it. It's done. And as that is done. That is the end of this week's episode as well. So uh, we'll be back next week with a full race review of the Monaco GP. Hopefully it's an exciting one and not a snooze fest. Uh, as always, though, if you want to get in touch with your own questions, comments, corrections, send them on to feedback at latenightracereview.com or anywhere you see us on social media. Until next week. 